USC is 4-0, and they're getting ready to play primetime. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Culkin, and thank you for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you want to download your podcast, this show is free. I appreciate your support even when you show when I show up late. You can show your appreciation, too. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Let's get this to that next plateau. Hit that thumbs up button, and don't forget to hit that bell notification button. That way you don't miss one episode of Locked on USC part of the Lockdown Network. This episode of Lockdown USC is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay, guaranteed fit, ebaymotors.com. Let's ride, eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions will apply. I know things are worded, you know, in words, and 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 it seems like everything today is being redefined. However, the Trojans kicking off to play football at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Time, is not prime time. They will be playing against a team coached by prime time, but they're not playing prime time. Now, there will be lots of eyeballs watching this game inside a sold-out Colorado Stadium. I'll be there. And I know Fox TV is anticipating the millions and millions around the world watching uh, on TV or whatever streaming device they have while they sell, and they're going to sell this hard in their big noon kickoff show, Shadur Sanders, Colorado's quarterback. Uh, he is the number two quarterback in the country right now in passing yards per game, 352, almost 353 yards per game. The Heisman winner, Caleb Williams, he's only the number 11 uh, quarterback in the country right now. He's only averaging 300 yards per game. Oh, no. Uh, Shadur is number five in completion percentage nationally at just under 77%, 76.9%. Caleb, he's checking in at number 11 again. He's he's really sucking at 74.3%. <laughs> I really hope you sense my sarcasm there. Uh, Shadur, he's also, he's responsible for 12 touchdowns this season, 11 passing, and he's scored one using his legs. Meanwhile, Caleb, he leads the nation. He's got 18, 15 through the air, three running through the end zone. So the question is, is the hype for this game actually bigger than the eventual outcome? Everybody, I know I've been trying to build it up a little bit. The national media has been blowing Colorado up like they're no tomorrow. I know you're going with that. I finished the sentence. But uh, yeah, Colorado's glass slipper, uh, it didn't fit. And I think everyone knew deep down it never did. However, up until this past weekend, I, you know, at least Trojan fans were under the uh, come to the conclusion that Colorado was going to be USC's first real challenge of the season. Turns out they're going to be USC's second challenge of the season. 
based on what uh, just happened this past weekend in Tempe, Arizona. So that's one way of looking at it. Or is this the perfect opportunity for USC to turn that narrative around? Finally, say, you know what? We screwed up. We're going to show you what we're all about. For me, this is going to be the litmus test for uh, the Trojans' defense. Um, as well as, you know, their fundamentals, giving up yards in the running game versus, uh, because if they do that against Colorado, that's going to be a huge, huge, huge fail. Uh, because the Colorado Buffaloes cannot run the ball. End of story, period, thread, exclamation point times a thousand. Out of 133 Division One FBS teams, Prime Time's 55 yards per game ground attack ranks 132nd. That ranks just behind their in-state rival, Colorado State, and just ahead of the worst rushing team in the country, Sam Houston State. That, that means they're a one-dimensional offense, period, right off the top. They have a horrible offensive line, and the Trojans, you know, despite looking like Humpty Dumpty when it comes to broken tackles, USC's run defense, they only really give up 132 yards per game. That's not bad. Think about how much better it would be if there wasn't yards after contact. Colorado literally needs to be the chicken soup for what ails USC's defense. One of USC's, one of the defensive strengths for USC so far this season, it's been their defensive front and their depth, right? The Russian position between Jamil Muhammad and Romelo Height is taking USC's defense to places they only wish they could have gone last year. And you've got Bear Alexander and Solomon Bird. They've, they've been consistently in the opponent's backfield. Not a big stat guy, but every now and then I'm going to throw out some stats because I think they're relevant. This is a team stat. USC currently leads the nation in tackles for loss with 41. And they're third nationally in sacks with 16. Yeah, get it? Competition they've been up against so far. Still, they're getting the job done. I just wish they could do it when the offensive player gets past the line of scrimmage. That's their weakness. <laughs> but Colorado has two things on offense. A very good quarterback when he has time to, to locate his receivers. And a lot of speed at the skill positions. And that's even without... Travis Hunter being available. Here's what Coach Riley had to say about uh, Colorado's quarterback, Shadour Sanders. Quote, he's playing really well. He's a really good player. I think we all knew that coming in. They've done a nice job with their scheme. They've done a nice job surrounding him with some really good weapons. And he's really just a terrific distributor and gets those skill guys the ball. They do it in a lot of very efficient and creative ways. He's largely played a very, very very well. He's largely played very, very well this season. Now, I, I gave you the numbers what Shadour's done so far this year. USC, um, they've given up 222 yards per game against the pass this season. That isn't bad at all in today's era of college football. Colorado, they throw for 354 yards per game. Put that in context, USC throws for 377 yards per game. Now, I'm not sure how 
you know, how big Coach Prime's playbook is with tricks and misdirection. Uh, but I think we're going to see some of that because uh, how aggressive USC's defense and their linebackers in particular have, have been playing so far. It's like USC beats themselves on defense at times. And then as far as the secondary, uh, they at least now have something to go back and look at film on when it comes to, you know, tricks and misdirection because they saw a whole bunch of that against Arizona State. So the secondary, you know, they now at least have a better idea how to play with their back um, to the play. You know, maybe look for some certain keys. Maybe look up at the scoreboard, see what's going on. I don't anticipate USC's defense recreating uh, what Oregon did at home against Colorado, limiting them to just six points. That would be that would be really unrealistic for any Trojan fan, even the even the biggest sunshine pumper. So for me, again, I'm looking for for USC to pass the eyeball test. I give out grades, very broad brush type of thing. Some people take it a little bit too seriously. Um, it's not about the stats. I'm looking for the fundamentals and the tackling. Because if, if they do that, they're going to win easily in Colorado. I'll explain you why in the next couple segments here. <clears throat> Excuse me. It needs uh, some fresh groceries for the week, but you don't have the time to go to the store. Okay. The grocery delivery from DoorDash. You got to try that. You'll get everything you want delivered when you need it, right to your door. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers as well. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered, or we'll make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries. Just like you pick them yourself. Want even more value? You can save on all of your grocery and restaurant favorites with a zero delivery fee on all eligible orders with a DoorDash Pass membership. With easy substitutions right in the app and best-in-class customer support, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to $20. That's a $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE at the checkout. Limited time terms do apply. That's 50% off, up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. College football season, it is here, it's in full effect, and Locked On is kicking up our coverage. Each Friday, Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. Locked On College Football Live will cover the college football playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. So you want to know why I don't like to use stats to build an argument too frequently? 
I really don't like to use them to build an argument. I'll use them to kind of support what I'm saying, but it's not going to be the crux of what I have to say. Basically, it's because statistics can be manipulated to fit a narrative. We're going to talk about acceptable results or stats. Um, let me show you how. Here's a perfect example. USC's defense, they kept the Arizona State's passing offense to 109 yards and just one touchdown, and they collected one interception from the quarterback position. That was going through the uh, end of the third quarter. And their leading running back had, I think, what, just 90 yards, 89 or 90 yards. So, again, despite all that, you know, that adds up to, what, 200 total yards of offense? That sounds really good when you put those kind of stats out there, right? Here's my rebuttal. What was the score at the end of the third quarter? Okay, so USC led 27 to 21. Okay, USC had the lead. But why was the game so close? I mean, it's, if you listen to the defensive statistics, they were kicking ass, right? No, they weren't. So USC led 27 to 21 after three quarters. They were outscored eight to six in that third quarter. USC was sloppy on offense. There were so many penalties in the game. And there was just a lot of poor execution and their fundamentals were, I mean, it was, I don't know how you spell that, but it, the sound effect was on fundamentals, USC was strawberry sound. Coach Riley talked about their fundamentals on the Trojans Live radio show uh, that I actually got to listen to on Tuesday. I think everybody should be aware of what happened. I was stuck inside a technological cave for about 20 hours. Um, modern technology is great. Always have a landline available. Otherwise, you are screwed. Anyways, back to this. Uh, <laughs> back to the more important things here. This is what Lincoln Riley said um, after he had time to watch film on Monday night's Trojan Live radio show. Quote, it was about what we thought. I was really pleased with the way we finished. Going back and looking at some of the best ball, really, on all three sides was at was the last sequence at the end of the game. So, end quote. This is where the criticism, criticism starts from me. Why did it come together at the end of the game? That's I, so again, it's not about the stats. It's about what am what are we seeing? What's not happening up until the end of the game? Lincoln Riley had another, you know, he continued. We were pretty clean in the run game most of the night with one one assignment bust on the first touchdown. When we wrapped up, we tackled great. When we didn't wrap up, we were about 50-50, which is called football. Too many shoulders, too many guys diving at legs. Our fundamentals at times, or our fundamentals at times, certainly wasn't there. And they made us pay for it a few times. End quote. So my follow-up question to that, which never came from the guys, which, look, I get it. They have a limited amount of time, and they want, they have to get through the, get through the segment. My follow-up question, um, because I understand that this is football, and it's being played by young adults. But why is the team still fundamentally poor at tackling? 
just I, it doesn't matter what the other team is doing with their playbook and how they're playing USC for the first, you know, it's their Rose Bowl game, bowl game, whatever. None of that has anything to do with USC being prepared fundamentally. That takes place in practice. And, you know, despite Lincoln and the coaching staff wanting to get Mason Cobb as much playing time uh, as possible after missing the previous two games, as well as the bye week after that, um, why not rotate at linebacker more often? Here's where Lincoln Riley answered that question. Just the way the game unfolded, we ended up not subbing quite as much as we planned. Obviously, the execution piece is important, but Mason is such a good communicator and is so locked in on what we're doing. When he's in the game, we tend to operate at a pretty high level because, just because those linebackers are so central to the entire operation. He brings a lot of added value there. End quote. Okay. Uh, Coach Riley also said that he wants, you know, saying on the, you know, on the subject of the linebackers and rotation and why they didn't play. Uh, he, you know, he mentioned he talked about how he wants to keep Rajon Davis and Shane Lee involved after how strong, you know, they played, filling in for Eric Gentry and Mason Cobb during those other two games that they were out or missing portions of the game. Quote, <coughs> excuse me, it's a room we feel like we have a lot of great guys. Guys like Ray John and Shane have played really well in other guys' absence, and we still want to keep those guys very involved, end quote. Okay, well, great words. you got to back it up because they didn't play, which is hard to figure out for everyone, the media, the fans. And I'm sure the players, you look, I think you you gotta love watching the defense coming together and owning the fourth quarter. It was it was really great to watch. You you want to be the stronger team at the end of the game. So that's a positive, absolutely. You just wonder why did it take them so long? Especially when you knew you're going up against a team that was undermanned. I mean, in that fourth quarter, the defense put together, had they had seven sacks. In the fourth quarter alone, they had eight for the game. See that gap? That's a really big gap. You know, and of those seven sacks in the fourth quarter, two of them came from Taka Curtis, who, by the way, earned Pac-12 Freshman of the Week. Fight on, kudos. Is, so is giving up, 28 points on the road when you score 42 points. Is that an acceptable result? You get the win. Of course, it's an acceptable result. As long as you you have some context behind it. You understand what went in to that 14-point difference. Because it, it was actually a lot closer than winning by two touchdowns. The, the defense gave up 13 points in the first half and 15 points in the second half. If that was first team, or at least primarily first team defense in the first half, and then the backups in the second half, then I think everybody agrees. Okay, 28 points, perfectly acceptable results. You're playing on the road. But the offense was just e as equally as sloppy. Um, they scored only a combined 13 points in the second and third quarters. ASU scored 14 points. 
so chicken or the egg did the defense win the game with their seven fourth quarter sacks or is the offense uh, more responsible for its lack of production especially coming out of halftime you know here's riley's take on it yeah you know offensively about as disappointed as one could be averaging nine points uh, nine yards per play in a football game. He was trying to add a little bit of levity with some sarcasm mixed in there. You know, talking about USC's lack of production, only scoring 42 points, you know, looking sloppy, not prepared. His answer was, well, you know, we still got nine yards per play. Okay. Again, my response to that would be, regardless of how any other team approaches their game with USC. That should have zero effect on, on USC's tackling fundamentals. And there was one other thing that Coach Riley said that, and I know it probably came across the wrong way. Uh, it doesn't matter if who, if I'm ignorant, fans, whomever, ignorant of what goes into those types of moments that USC experienced, you know, winning on the road, how they did it, yada, yada, yada. It doesn't matter. The play calling and the execution on offense was just as big of an issue. So, yeah, I don't know precisely what in, what what it what went into it, but I watched how it came about, and that's what we're questioning. We just want to see the team play up to their potential, what they're capable of, and that starts with the players and the coaches. You win as a team, you lose as a team. Because in the end, really, the only stat that matters is wins versus losses. And right now, USC is 4-0, and that is all that matters. Medical emergencies are going to happen. That's why the Jace case is something everyone should consider. Because everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why... Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery, as well as ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off using code LOCKEDON at checkout when you go to jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S, like Sam, e-medical.com, promo code LOCKEDON. So USC after dark, it's going to be a regular thing this year. I have a feeling <laughs> it, it certainly feels like it because these 7.30 PM kickoffs, they're becoming a regular occurrence. Yeah. If you haven't heard, I'm going to let you know that when the Trojans return home from Colorado, they're going to have a little bit longer to uh, recover because they will once again be kicking off at 7.30 PM when they host the Arizona Wildcats. That's going to be their third 7.30 p.m. kickoff in their first six games. That's nuts. 
That's crazy. I can't remember the last time that happened. I'm sure it has. I'm sure I was there. I just don't remember. So just out of curiosity, how often do you think this is going to happen going forward when USC joins the big conference? Is Fox getting uh, everybody ready for those West Coast games to be at night? Unless it's uh, you know one of those big-time matchups like an Ohio State or a Michigan, Penn State type of thing? Look, I, I know this game is on ESPN, but you, you get my point, right? Oh, and by the way, after the Arizona game, USC will also be playing at 7.30 p.m. Eastern when they travel to Notre Dame the following week. So if you're in L.A., 4.30 but you'll be watching it on TV somewhere, hopefully. I think everybody anticipated uh, USC was going to be playing early start games when they travel back east. That's going to make a lot of sense. And if you missed yesterday's episode of Locked on USC, I explained, I explained earlier in the show as well that I had some really serious technical difficulties. So um, I also missed my weekly podcast show that I do with on WeRSC.com inside the Trojan Huddle. So here are, uh, we do, a, in one of the segments we do over there, it's a, it's a rapid response, yes or no type of thing. And since I wasn't able to get my questions there, I'm going to get my questions on this episode for my viewers, my everyday viewers and listeners who, you know, they watch me here, but they also watch me over there. So here we go. Here's my answers to uh, to these questions in rapid response, yes or no. Yes or no, when the Trojans move to the Big Ten in 2024, no game will be played in the Coliseum uh, before 11 a.m. Pacific time. See, I stayed on tangent here. No, I think the earliest game will be 12 p.m. One o'clock. Fingers crossed. Yes or no, uh, there will be a fight on, there, there will be a fight on the field at some point during this USC Colorado game? No. And I'm trying to understand why Greg asked this question of the panel. I'm going to assume it's because uh, the Colorado players were doing a lot of talking pregame at Oregon. Maybe they're trying to get in, in, uh, in the players' heads. We'll see if they try and use that same strategy at home if it works to their advantage. I think that's where Greg was going with this. My answer is still no. I think USC is going to play smarter on the road. Uh, now, will they try and get into maybe one or two players' heads? Maybe like a Brendan Rice? Possibly. We'll see. Remember, it's not personal. It's just business. Uh, the Trojans' defensive line will sack Colorado quarterback Shador Sanders at least three times on Saturday. Uh, yes. And anything less would be a huge disappointment. That, that number needs to be doubled. And that would, should actually be the minimum number. I already explained. Colorado, terrible, terrible offensive line. Yes or no, Colorado quarterback Shadur Sanders will throw for at least 300, three touchdowns, not 300 touchdowns, and 300 yards against USC secondary. Yes. Look, that's their offense. Uh, but, but, uh, however, if USC can pressure him and, you know, make it a long day, he, he's shown that he doesn't handle pressure well. So um, I, I still think he's going to throw for over 300 yards. 
it's the three touchdowns thing. Um, on the fence right there. But again, that is their offense. That's all they can do. They can't run the ball. So it's going to be Shadora bust. Yes or no? The Trojans defense will hold Colorado's offense to under 30 points. Mm. Yes. I actually think USC's defense, like I said, Colorado's a one-dimensional offense. I Yes, I, I think there's going to be too many empty drives, and I actually think there's going to be a couple of interceptions. Two by Caleb Bullock. Yes or no, Caleb Williams will throw for five touchdown passes, pass for over 300 yards, and score at least two touchdowns rushing against Colorado. Um. Here's how I'm going to answer this question. No, unless, unless Lincoln Riley is going on one of those Heisman chest thumping uh, tours. So I'd love to see USC just run the ball 70% of the game and put up over 300 yards on the ground and let Caleb just be in a supporting role. Let Shadour have his moment. They're not going to win. We'll see what happens. Trojans place kicker Dennis Lynch will kick at least three field goals on Saturday. No, he will not. However, kudos, congratulations. He was awarded a scholarship. And I think that's fantastic. Whether it was that 53-yard 53, 53 field goal down in Arizona, whatever the case might be, congratulations, Dennis. I know you've been working hard. And uh, now your your hard work is paying off. It's been recognized. You've got that scholarship. So right on. All right. And by the way, again, best dressed guy on the team. So that alone <laughs> deserves a scholarship award. I'll be back with another episode of Locked on USC tomorrow. That's what we do five times a week. And we're going to continue to look ahead at, to the Colorado game and something else. Whatever comes down the pipe, I'll always have something interesting to talk about. That's why you come to Locked on USC every day. And I appreciate it. Thank you so much. So until that next episode, everyone, you know what to do.